Welcome everyone to the House on Fire, an Austin Oaks Church parenting podcast where we talk about all things parenting for every phase. Our desire is to help you raise the next generation of believers, and today I have my buddy Matt Hames with us. Matt, how you doing, sir? Good. How's it going, Lucas? I am doing awesome. Had a little snow yesterday, so got to hang out with the family and do that a little bit. Do you think this was a once-in-a-lifetime thing for Austin? Uh... Maybe. We've been in Texas five years, and that's the most snow I've ever seen. Oh, no, we've been in Texas eight years, and that's the most snow I've ever seen. So Yeah, I'm sure that um, your boss is probably laughing at <laughs> yes. how much all of us freak out about the snow, but it really was more snow than I've seen, and I've lived here since 1997. We've had snow usually every maybe three, four years a little bit, Yeah, but yesterday it actually was like real snow. It was legit. Yeah, and most of it was... Well, at least on the roads, I guess it was gone this morning, but yeah. And we of course canceled schools and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Which my kids were happy about. <laughs> the, I couldn't go to the YMCA this morning cause they canceled until like 11 AM because of those yeah. conditions. So it's yeah. pretty funny. Yep. So Matt, tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and kind of what you do for a living, just so the audience kind of gets, gets a feel for who you are. Cool. Uh, yeah, well I have two kids, two teenage boys, um, my wife, Beth, and I uh, have been married since 1999, long time. And uh, the two of us, along with a third partner, um, Wilson Wagner, own a production company here in town called Alpheus Media. Yeah. And uh, we make documentaries and films and videos of all kind for all different ki- kinds of audiences. Yeah. No, that's awesome. So, and you've had the company how long? We started Alpheus in 2000. Okay. Okay. So it's you know, been a good, yeah. good long run. Um, we're a small company, so we've just been uh, kind of organically existing since 2000 in one form or another. Yeah. No, that's awesome, man. And you got a couple of teenagers, teenage boys. Yep. And so overall life is okay with that as, as much as possible. Yeah, it's great. Uh, we have just loved having teenage boys. It's yeah. a lot of fun. Um, Beth gets to occasionally, uh, babysit or take care of Paisley sometimes and Maverick. So that's, I get to see what it's like to have a little girl and I know nothing of little girls. (laughs) (laughs) I feel, I feel the same most days. Yeah. It's been, I remember, uh, yeah, your wife's been watching our two kids on Wednesday nights for five years. Yeah. Uh, and there for a while it wasn't two, it was four when we had the twins. That's right. So it, yeah, uh, It's, it's a lot of fun. They're really fun to have around. Yeah. They Paisley tends to get, my two teenage boys in trouble. <laughs> She's like, Luke, are you doing your homework? <laughs> yeah. She, uh, yeah. She's like a mom already. It's crazy. It, yeah. Yeah. And she's like that at home with our son Maverick. And I'm like, sweetie, her parents are right here. Like we got this, like <laughs> you can leave your brother alone. Yeah. I yeah. like it. I like it a lot. Um, but yeah, the, the two boys that we have Jackson and Luke are, um, they're both a lot of fun and, you know, very, uh, every day is an adventure. Yeah. I didn't break any bones as a kid because I had a sister, not because I had a sister, but I had a sister and I didn't break any bones, but my kids, I can't even keep track of all the things that have been broken over, over time. So I could imagine, I could imagine something about having that energy. Like it just feeds off of each other for sure. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, today we're going to talk a little bit about like home life balance. So in terms of like working and being gone away from the family and the kind of the balance of that and, um, and being home. And I I think often, I don't know if there's ever a, an equal, 
like balance of it all. I mean, some seasons of life are busier than others and, and that sort of thing. But um, so just to chat up a little bit about that, like how do you make sure that your, your home as much as like you want to be or need to be or feel that your family, you know, wants you to be at, and at the same time, like you, like if you don't go to work, like, you know, they don't eat and have a place to, you know, all of those practical right. things of life. So eating is good. Um, yes. Especially having teenage boys. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I think on a practical level, we own our own business. And so, um, I, I don't want to sound privileged about that, but we have the ability to set our own hours and our yeah, own schedule for sure. And so our business has clients. And so I always have to service those clients. So there's some downsides about that. But, um, and, and the downside would be that let's say I definitely can punch out at five fifteen every day and come home and I'm always with kids. Well, I might get an email at eight thirty from a client that is unhappy with the project that we've sent them and it might, my countenance changes and I get, yeah. get in a little bit of a bad mood and then I try to tell Beth not to check her email and then we try to power through it. Um, yeah. because the work life thing while I can be home with my kids and I never miss things with them, the work intrudes a little bit into that. Yeah. Uh, it just has to. And that's just the nature of smartphones. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a majority of, I mean, I guess at least men that I know, it tends to, most of us tend to bring some aspect of our work home with us if we like it or not. Right. I mean, just in my conversation with most dads here at church, at least. I guess you could have a job where you leave at five fifteen and you don't have to check email. Yeah. Um I don't I don't know, working for a huge bureaucracy or something where you're not necessarily gonna be missed. But yeah. I don't um you know, I, I don't know. It's just uh it's one of those things that we made a decision a long time ago that we wanted it that way. So Yeah. No, that's good. And then I mean, is there times where it does get too busy and you're gone and you, like well let me let me ask this do you err on the side of where you're usually really, really busy or not busy enough? You mean in terms of our in terms family of like, life yeah, or, family life or being gone. Like for me, like my default has always been, I tend to err on the side where I work too much mm -hmm. if I just, that's my default. And so my wife has to constantly remind me and oftentimes be like, Hey, look, last week was a little too crazy. You need to like back it off. And so, yeah, I do. Um, I mean, I, I probably err on the side of always, thinking about work, whether or not I'm actually working. It's, it's more that I need to focus on where my mind is and yeah. being present. Um, because yeah, so I, the way that my job is structured is I go through, I develop a project with a client or without a client. Sometimes we make independent documentaries also that we just do, but the general flow is that I develop something and I spend a lot of time researching and thinking about a project and I read everything I can about the subject. And then I go through the phase of shooting. And when I'm filming, I travel and I typically can yeah. travel up to three weeks at a time. And so yeah. those would be the times it would be the hardest. Now those are few and you know, they're not, I wouldn't say they're, uh, they're, they're not really planned. You can't really figure out when that's going to be for sure. But maybe every few years I'll yeah. be, I'll have a, a, a sort of a period of time where I travel a lot. Yeah. Uh, and then when I get back home, then I'm editing and during post-production, it can be like, I'm constantly looking at cuts and edits and links. Yeah. And so I'm, you know, but then in between all that and during the development time in between all that, um, 
I have a lot of of time to make my own schedule. But the yeah. time when I'm shooting is the is the critical time where I'm like literally um, I can't even look at a text or anything because I'm, you know, yeah. out standing up, at, like, say, in a hospital somewhere doing interviews with people. So for sure. Does that get hard on on Beth or the kids at all? Like in the period where you're gone three weeks? I mean, because, you know, your wife's kind of doing your role and her role, you know, mm -hmm. for, you know, while you're gone and all that. I think that Beth is uh, amazing and she doesn't need me. I'm just kidding. She <laughs> she uh, I, I think that. Because she was a producer, um, she is a producer, but she used to do uh, shoots herself, and she used to travel a lot. And uh, before we had kids, you know, she was also planning big shoots and logistics, and so she knows what that's like yeah. to have all that uh, juggling, all that for sure. But um, but it it is hard. I remember one time I was in Africa, and she, I think I was in Africa. It was either Africa or Wyoming, but. She and I were talking on the phone and she said, okay, well, um, I think the new limit is going to be, uh, about two and a half weeks. Mm -hmm. That's going to be the longest that yeah. we can do this. And, um, and that was when our kids were kind of little. Yeah. And I, I think it's a little bit different now, but also I've just been super fortunate to, I mean, every stage of life is important, but I think when you have teenage kids, like actually looking back, I don't know if right now, if I would go out of town for three weeks to another continent straight yeah. with my kids, with the phase of life that they're both in right now. So, for sure. um, I mean, I, I've always, I've been kind of just like my work ethic is I try to do a really good job on everything that is thrown my way. And so I tend to get obsessive and focused on doing a good job. Yeah. And especially when you're at the beginning of your career, you really pretty much have to do that to sort of yeah. make your mark and keep a client and grow your business. Yeah. And so I would say that in my twenties and thirties, I was more saying yes to everything. And now I'm not saying yes to everything. For sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, we're, we're in the stage where we have little, so, you know, like Sunday after church, you know, we don't hardly have anybody over because it's like, they got to get to bed, you know, like they yeah. get home, eat lunch, go to bed. And it took me a while to be okay with that rhythm. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like, Hey, sweetie, let's go do this. And my wife's like, no, like, and I'm like, what do you mean? No, like they're fine. Just throw the kids in the truck. Let's go. And, and then we did that a few times. And I was like, Oh, actually, you know what? Let's not do that anymore. And my wife's like, well, <laughs> I kind of told you. And so just the different phases and stages of life. And so I'm assuming, you know, family time has probably looked different over the course of just as your kids have grown and they're now teenagers and stuff. But what's kind of family time look like now? And I guess <clears throat> it could be from just an evening to evening perspective or, you know, or weekends or whatever. So what is family time and making things just memorable and purposeful look like for you guys? Yeah. Well, it's funny. We're recording this in January, 2021. And so we're in COVID time, uh, still, I guess, uh, and so during, during the time of, uh, of now, like in the last year, we get together, uh, and we eat together. Of course we have meals together and that we're really big on that. Um, and we don't do things on Sundays like that would interfere with church. And we typically do things like have meals together. We play games. We watch like board movies. games. When we, you say games, we play board games. We've been lately playing spades a lot, like yeah. cards. Yeah. Um, and cause it's good for four people. There's a lot of board games that are better if there's like five 
or six. So you might want to plan your whole, how big your family is based on the board sure. games you want to play. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we, we actually lately have been watching a lot of twilight zone episodes, like the original twilight zone from the yeah. 1960s. It seems like it's uh it's very wholesome and they're only 25 minutes and we can all watch it and then talk about it. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. Do you have any, like, I mean, obviously family time probably has looked differently throughout different phases and stuff, but, but looking back, you know, especially being, you know, a small business owner and all that, is there like regrets at all in terms of like the amount of time you'd like, you wish you would have spent more time with family or less time or maybe not at all. Like would love mm-hmm. to know your thoughts on that. Yeah. We have over time, we've done like a, a thing where we all get together. I don't want to call it a Devo cause it isn't a structured thing really. I guess that can look any way you want it to, but we, we have done this thing where we get together and we all talk about our, you know, what we're, what we're going through that week and we talk about how we can help other people and we talk about our basically our feelings or whatever yeah and we haven't been as consistent about that as i wish that we were um and so i think part of the problem is when you're like a young family you know in in a church and you're going to bible study and stuff there's like this i don't want to say pressure but there's like this desire to have this Devo that's like full of meaning and structure and you're reading something and it's making a big impact. And I think that the pressure sometimes is so much that it's like, ah, we can't do this. Like we're, it's late. We're tired. Um, we can't do this justice. We can't do a good enough job. So Mm. we're just not going to do it. Yeah. And I, I wish that we would just be a little more laid back about it and just do it regardless of whether, whatever we talk about, or even if we don't have anything prepared, just getting the four of us together um, and sitting around in, in prayer and things like that is is good. So that's my regret is that we don't do that more often. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, and I, and I get that because, you know, our daughter is five and Paisley and then Maverick is three. And half the time when we do our devotional at night, it's like they're bouncing off the walls. Like they're not even sitting still. And half the time I'm like, what the heck? Like, are what's they even the getting anything out of this? Like, what's the point? Like, mm-hmm. and so it, yeah, it, I feel like that on most nights and we do that, mm-hmm. you know, every night, Melissa does it a few more nights than I do just cause I'm out or whatever. But yeah, most days I feel like this is a crapshoot. <laughs> like that's how I feel. I'm like, yeah, and I know it's not, but yeah. Um, yeah. So I, <laughs> it drives me crazy. Yeah. Well, I think just creating a situation where everybody can safely talk about whatever they want to talk about is, yeah. is the key. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think, I think that, like you said, different phases of life, different things work. And so I think also for us, part of it is just being willing to evolve what the Devo looks like uh, based on what's going on at the time, Yeah, but just being consistent about it. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. What would be an example of like a time where you kind of just kind of failed at the whole work-life balance thing? Just was ever, you know, you've got a story for us that would just yeah. help us all feel better about your terrible decision <laughs> at this point in life. <laughs> oh man. Well, I really, for, for some reason, both Beth and I, I think would say the same thing that I remember one time we were on a, and this is very specific to the nature of the business that we're in because we are in the business of clients and deadlines and uh, everything is driven by deadlines and clients and yeah. clients happiness. So we were on vacation. Uh, we had taken a 4th of July vacation and we were out at a lake and we had a client who was a difficult client and 
we allowed her to ruin our whole vacation mm. with her emails. And then she emailed us and demanded a phone call immediately. And, uh, we had to take the phone call and then we got really upset and it just, we, we look back yeah. on that vacation and we think, you know, we were probably snapping at the kids we were just not in a good mental state. And so yeah. I think that's, that would be my biggest regret is like not walling off certain times, uh, away from clients and work. But the problem is, is with smartphones, like you have to, I don't want to sound like an old man. I remember back in my day, you could just, <laughs> you know, answer the phone or not, but it is, people do expect you to be reachable at every single moment of the day. Yeah. And I think that has an impact on our kids for sure. Yes. I, yeah, it's something I'm not very, very good at my, I, you know, my wife kind of like, Hey, no phones at the table. Um, and which I can normally do. Um, but often I find myself like when I'm not doing something, I'm like on the couch, just looking at my phone and yeah, my wife's good at reminding me to try to not do that. And it's, it's hard. And it, and I'm intrigued because I think this is where our culture is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, not that like my boss here has ever been like, I need to reach you all, every day, all day. Like, but like, there's a sense where like, I feel that that should be the way it is. Right. And I hate it Yeah, when I, you know, do just kind of what you just described. Well, it's, and parents too, I'm assuming that with your job here, um, that you, you know, you want to be able to have parents reach out to you at all hours, but, yeah. um, not to put you on the spot about that, but no. Yeah. And I, I pr- actually prefer that, uh, Bob Goff's a great author and speaker. I've, uh, read a couple of his books and, um, in his first book, I think it's called love does. He put his cell phone in the back of the book, mm-hmm. which I was like, I'm like, that's awesome. I mean, even before I read the book, I tend to, because people ask me like, hey, can I give your cell phone out? And I'm like, yeah, it's totally fine. And I'll get random phone calls or text messages, which I actually enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's times where I'm like, homie, it's like 830. Why are you texting me? Like, yeah. like, but then I'm like, well, but I'm kind of the one who gave my phone number out or whatever. And so I guess it just depends on my state of mind that day. You I, know? No, I think it's great. I mean, I, I, I'm in this class here at church called Raising Teens and it's like parents of youth group kids and uh, we all really appreciate your openness to being reached you know that that really makes a huge difference um this is a complete tangent but you know who the uh the actor is bill murray that he's yeah been in a lot of movies uh since the 80s especially he's like comedy guy Mm -hmm. um he famously doesn't use smartphones and supposedly to reach bill murray you have to call an 800 number and leave no a message. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and like, he's got this voicemail set up. And so if you want to pitch Bill Murray on being in your project, you have to leave a message on an 800 number. And then, uh, supposedly there's this guy who wrote a script for Bill Murray and he, uh, left a message. And about three weeks later, he got a phone call from Bill Murray's assistant and said, Bill Murray will meet you at Denny's and, uh, you know, be ready to talk to him about this. And, so he w- went to Denny's and then Bill Murray pulled up outside Denny's and said, get in my car. And then Bill Murray was like, you know, I don't Google people. So tell me about yourself and who you are. That's awesome. And then the guy got the movie made with, with him. <laughs> but I, I think there's that, that is the other pole of extremes where you're just like, yeah. I am only reachable when I want to check my voicemail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't even leave voicemails because even the voicemails I leave, nobody ever Call, like nobody checks it anyway they just call me back i yeah. mean when they get around to call me back it seems like so <laughs> yeah that, that's a pretty funny story um and it's funny because while we were sitting here talking i just thought of like at least five other huge regrets that i have but i i don't want to 
I don't want to list them all, but just, yeah. just know that just that one thing that I talked about with the 4th of July story, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Um, I, I also would say that probably another big regret would be, um, giving kids smartphones and Xboxes too early, too young. Yeah. When, um, when did they get like Xboxes and smartphones? Well, so I got an Xbox for myself. That's awesome. <laughs> when they were, you know, probably eight, I don't know, maybe five. Okay. Um, I can't, Beth would remember, but um, I got it to play a certain game like Fallout 3. And uh, so I was kind of into that. And then I, I played Portal. So they got that from me. And so then that Xbox was passed down. So yeah. somewhere in there. Um, and then uh, the smartphone thing, we've been more strict about. Um, and so they didn't get it. I forget the age uh, exactly. I think 13, we gave them basically brick phones that yeah. were disabled with most things. Yeah. And then have gradually introduced things to them over time. Um, and then social media is pretty much not allowed until 16, but it's heavily monitored. Yeah. But that's just our, you know, that's just one example of yeah. like with our particular kids i know people who have given their kids stuff earlier and i'm like yeah i could see those kids could handle that like but or or later and it, it's yeah. it's just but honestly i wish that we didn't give them any of it <laughs> so now like what's the why behind why you wish you wouldn't like because it just takes up too much time like tell, tell us the why behind that it's just a gateway drug <laughs> to narcissism. And I mean, oh, my kids man. are, I'm not accusing them of that, but they're, it just, it encourages self, you know, self-worship and self-focus. Yeah. And then it also encourages insecurity because then kids can see what everyone else is doing and think that they should be doing it too. Yeah. And I just don't think that we're human beings are meant to have access to those, that many people thinking like, giving us their opinion on who we are. And, um, I just don't, I don't know. I don't even know if anybody's ready for that. So yeah, I'm not, I just, I sound like a, an Amish guy, but no, not at all. I, I, I mean, cause I, we're, we've, I mean, I grew up with a PlayStation and a Nintendo 64, I think before that, yeah. and, but I, but I was not one that like played all the time. Like my brother played it a lot more than I did. And, and my, my wife and I are, I mean, our kids are so young, but we're like we were talking about this past Christmas. Like we don't plan on even buying one in the house. And and you know, coming to Austin, there's a lot of people who are gamers mm -hmm. now. Like not just students or kids, but even adults. Yeah. And I had to change the language because, like, I remember a few times I was like, "Yeah, like you know, I think it's you know dumb for a grown man to spend you know ten yeah. hours on a Saturday gaming," mm -hmm. which. I'm still close to that, but I but I also realize that maybe the way that you know that's how they enjoy life or have fun or whatever, and so I've had to be more no, careful. No, no grown man <laughs> has spent ten well, hours. Well, <laughs> I yeah I yeah I just I I struggle with that. Yeah, and so I've had to be more cautious with with the way I said that and that sort of stuff because some sure. people got really offended, and I'm like, oh, you are a grown person, and you you spend how many hours gaming? And I'm, I mean, I guess if you're single, I I don't know, but I. Well, I think yeah. it can be in defense of that. It can be fun to play like with your kids. And so oh, I know yeah. dads who I know one dad who plays games and he went through, I think, a Final Fantasy game with his 13 year old son and they played it together on a, yeah. spent a whole Saturday playing it. And, you know, as a when I first got my Xbox, I mean, honestly, that was back before Fortnite. And I feel like 
if anybody out there is considering having kids right now, you might want to hold off until Fortnite is out of style. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But that, that that game, that the model of that game where you can't quit yeah. and you get penalized or you get kicked out and your KD ratio or whatever is penalized if you quit yeah. is insidious because parents calling kids down to dinner, you know, the kid is like, I can't leave this game or else I'm going to get, yeah. you know, punished for it. And, um, but I, I, the in defensive games, I like playing certain games like in dual screen mode, which that barely exists anymore. But mm. like Star Wars Battlefront, like you can do a split screen where you're playing with your kid, you know, and it's like a split screen. Yeah. Um, not as much of a fan of like the games that you drop into with 20 other people and everyone's talking on the mic. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just because I'm an old man. No, it no, it's fine. I mean, I, we don't have any game systems at home or anything. But I love going and hanging out with a teenager, you know, on the weekend and we, you know, play Call of Duty. Like I yeah. I like all the shooting games. Like the social stuff is fun. Yeah. And you know, and it's fun because it's like it's similar to like when I want to hang out with a student, I don't usually meet up with coffee and we stare at each other across the table because it <laughs> to them that's weird yeah. and awkward. Mm-hmm. Um and sometimes I'm like I'm like I'm like a grown man hanging out with teenagers. I'm like, this is like the best thing in the world, but it can also right. sometimes be awkward. But so it's usually like we're driving the car somewhere or you know, we go somewhere. So we're kind of doing something mm-hmm. and they tend to be more a little interactive. Um and so similar to you know, I remember doing a lot of project I've done a lot of projects with students where it's like if we're doing something together with our hands or whatever or, or just playing games, like we can chat it up and right. I get more like things out of the students and if we were just to stare at each other at a coffee shop. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so anyway, for all those who game, it's, uh, if, if you feel convicted, then that's, <laughs> that's, you need to figure that out. So yeah. Cause I, yeah, I'm, I'm tend to be a little more biased towards, cause you know, I, I know a lot of, a lot of families and they're like, we're busy. We don't have light. We don't have time or anything. I'm like, well, if you just watch less Netflix mm-hmm. and game less than, you'll gain like 20 hours this week maybe. And that's not for everybody, but just, yeah, that just tends to be how I think or whatever. No, I mean, there's no, there's no argument there. Um, You know, I think it's just like a tool that you can use for good or evil. Amen. That's, (laughs) which is kind of like how everything is for us. Everything can be a blessing and it can also equally be a curse. Yeah. If it's used in the wrong way. Yeah. Um, No, for sure. Um, So what, what areas do you wish you would have been more purposeful in terms of trying to keep the balance of, of, you know, work and being home and time with your wife and time with your kids and all that. Like, what are some things um, that you wish you would have been more purposeful with looking back? I don't know. I'm kind of intense um, and I kind of tend to make a big deal out of everything. Um, So with that question, I'm not really sure with purposeful. I mean, I think because I'm so intense where I'm always trying to wring meaning out of everything that we do as a family. Um, for me, I might need to be more on the side of like having more time where I'm willing to let it go wherever I want it to go instead of, or wherever mm. my kids want it to go. Um, I'm not saying that I want to be less purposeful, but I think that, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, if Beth were here, she would be able to articulate that I tend to be like, oh my gosh, if we don't go hiking today at mm-hmm. Perdinalis Falls, I'm going to lose this experience. But she's like, it's raining and cold outside. <laughs> it's fine. We can't. We don't have to do this big experience where we go up there and uh, and talk. Yeah. Um, now, is that because like it was scheduled? This is what the plan was, and now the plan has changed. 
Yeah, it's kind of like that. It's it's this. I'm I'm always chasing after I guess kind of meaningful experiences with mm. my kids. Yeah, and wanting to have memories. Yeah, that don't revolve around watching TV. Yeah. So, um, and I'm I'm intense on that. And like, so we don't have a TV in our downstairs anywhere. We have a TV in our in a separate room, but um, I didn't want a TV where we eat, for yeah. example. Um, and and Beth was the same way. So. Um, we've been, you know, purposeful about that. You know what, actually I'm going to, I'm going to, I am going to say something I wish we would be more purposeful about. Um, every summer we tell the kids they have to read. It started off as three books. And then when they pushed back about that over years, we dropped that down to, you have to read one book this summer. Yeah. And then we were lucky if one book got finished over the summer and reading is something that I'm really big on and I worry about my kids generation Mm. because they just don't really seem to, uh, there's other things that are calling for their attention and their mental space. And so I, I wish that we as a family read more and we had like time where we all sat down and read and Mm. were quiet together. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. The generation of just, you know, being able to look at videos and just, yeah. And lots and lots of things are pulling at their attention. The last thing. Yeah. Memes. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We could spend a whole podcast on talking about memes and the time it consumes our lives. Yeah. Here at church, I can think of maybe five or six students who I know who are adamant readers and they are like, I thought I read a lot. I usually hit about a hundred books a year and now I include audio books mostly because it's mm-hmm. my list that I create and I, I create the own, my own rules for it. But, but we've got some students who uh, they'll crank through about 250 books a year. Um, but they're the exception. I mean, yeah. I, I can only think of like five or six that are right. That, that are passionate about reading and all the others. It's usually like when right before school starts in August, you know, talking to students, they're all like, yeah, I got to read that book uh, that I didn't read this summer. I'm like, you had three months. I'm like, yeah, I just put it off. I'm like, mm-hmm for 90 days, like, you know, so yeah, you, it, yeah, yeah, I get that. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't really know how to, how to change that, um, other than forcing it, which is what we do and maybe forcing it's better than not. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of things that, well, in the phase that I'm in, I mean, everything's forced almost and you know, it's, they don't, they don't want to brush their teeth every night. Right. You know? And every night Maverick's like, I don't like going to bed. I'm like, I know Maverick, you say this every night for the last six months of your life, but you're like, (laughs) you're going to bed. So, yeah. um, So lastly here, like um, what advice would you give to dads or even just parents specifically, if they got little, a newborn, or if they got, you know, Mm -hmm. graduates, high school, middle school, whatever, what what advice would you give um, to parents in terms of just the work life balance? Mm -hmm. Well, I'd, it feels hilarious that I'm giving advice uh, to anyone, but I, I would say don't focus on money so much. Hmm. You don't need that much money. You really don't. Um, I, I think what I see is people that are really um, f- sort of at all costs must have a second house and must have a boat yeah. and must have... Um, super expensive, I don't know, guns or golf equipment or something like that. Um, And I I just, you know, I don't know. I think that everybody could get by with less than what they think they need. Yeah. And I think that that drive to make money is 
at the root of stealing time away from our families. Yeah. So you can go on vacation more too. And I, I think that that's something that has mm-hmm. been really good for our family is we always go usually to the same place every year, every summer and, um, and spend a lot of time hiking together and it's not an expensive vacation. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I just think that the focus on having a big house and having a second house and having, uh, and that might be unique to Austin. I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I've seen that be the case. My general observation of, I would say most families, I guess, um, is both mom and dad work full-time jobs and, you know, they got a few teenagers. So by the time they work 40 or 50 hours a week, they get home, eat really quick, uh, or just go through a drive through I mean, I, I know lots of people that like, they don't even cook at home. Um, or they'll come to our house and we'll cook dinner and they're like, Oh, you guys cook dinner. I'm like, yeah, we, we, my wife cooks most of our food. And like, we don't always <laughs> go through a drive through Um, and they'll do teenage related things. And then, you know, the weekends are full of teenage related things. And so mom and dad usually don't have a lot of friends outside of coworkers, right. which is, and, and those are fine. Like I've got coworkers are really good friends, but, but not friends they particularly chose. And, you know, cause the, and then I think a lot of dads justified like, well, like it, my kids need this or my teenager and this. I'm like, yeah, but like if you're not healthy and your your walk with the Lord is terrible and you haven't, you know, had a spiritual conversation with your wife in the last year and like that's a lot of things to sacrifice for the sake of kids. Right. So I, I would agree with your observation um, here in Austin for sure that, that that's a tension and, and a huge issue. I would, I would say for even a lot of families in our church that may not yeah. even be aware of it or just, and maybe they are and they don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, I would agree with that observation very much. So you can be happy without uh, a second home. You really can. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it, there's a huge, um, I mean, there's a big cost to not helping raise and influence your kids and your teenagers. And you're not going to get that time back. Right. Um, I've, I've thought of that often. I remember we had Paisley, um, and I remember I felt like for the first like six months of her life, like I just, I've just always been somebody who likes to work. And so it's always been an issue for me. Um, and I, I, I recall looking back and I'm like, man, I didn't really, I kind of blew it the first six months I felt like, I mean, I was, I, it's not like I lived in a hotel. I'm just going home or whatever, but, but working most of the time and, and having very little time at home, um, with, with her. And, and I remember looking back thinking like, I just wasted the first six months of my daughter's life. And I often have to battle that and knowing like 936 weeks is how many weeks we're going to get when our kids are born until they go off to the next phase of life after high school. And yeah. we're, we're not getting those. All back. those cliches are true, by the way, as a guy that has a, a junior in high school, it goes by so quickly. Yeah. It, and uh, then it's over. Yeah. I have, uh, parents that say that to me often. And every time I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it, it just gets, gets faster and faster. And it's crazy how quickly life goes. I used to hate it when people would say that kind of stuff to me. So I'm, I apologize. No, no, I, it, well, I think, I think it's because, you know, older you get, you realize, get some wisdom and you realize like, well, a lot of stuff doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, like even I was looking at a video that my wife took on Sunday. Cause I was here on campus at church and they were at home with, with all the snow and stuff. And, 
and Pais- my, Paisley's like got her arms up because it was Waymaker, which like our kids like absolutely love um, that particular song. And mm-hmm. so they're worshiping and all that. And my, my son's running around and, and going crazy. And I had this thought, I'm like, in, in the video, none of this stuff matters because I tend to be OCD and I'm like, oh, the tables, you know, got stuff everywhere or whatever. And I just had this realization, you know, I was like, you know, everything and nothing in the video matters except my kids or the people in, in the picture or in the video. Right. And so all the other stuff, like, like I'm not going to care about that. Yeah. Um, but the people, the kids or, you know, the people in my life or the kids in my life that, that, that I'm going to care about forever. Yeah. And so just trying to re- remind myself of the priorities and keeping those more but, in line. But to, to be uh, on the flip side of that, you have a really good work ethic. It also sounds like you just, you're very driven to work, which is great. And um, I think we can also use the traits that we have and incorporate our kids into those traits. Yeah, absolutely. As opposed to just being, it, it might just really not be natural for you, Lucas, to just lay on the floor and watch TV all day. That may just not yeah, it, come easy. So it, it usually, uh, when I'm sick, uh, <laughs> that, that, yeah, no, I, yeah. And so you can just go outside and, you know, like clean a deer with Paisley, you know, she can, well, we're going to be doing seven of the, we got seven deer to clean this week. I so. was joking. Uh, I was not. <laughs> oh my uh, gosh. So, uh, actually she'll be in on the action a little bit. Um, wow. Yeah. They both will actually. Yeah. So, and they, they like it cause they don't, they didn't see me shoot it. So they, they think it's, <laughs> they just think it's a piece of meat. So anyway, I, I can't wait to see the pictures in the comments. <laughs> yes. It, it, there'll be a few. I, I will assume. <laughs> Lucas, I am horrified. You're making your kids cut this animal open with your knives. Yes, that's okay. I, I don't mind. I don't mind that. It. Uh, <laughs> you should have been there when I shot it. It was pretty awesome. It was a little more on the uh, crazy side as well. So, well, I appreciate it, Matt. Very grateful. Um, yeah, and I, you know, in some ways, I think work-life balance is somewhat of a myth, and and you know, to an extent. But I also think that, especially for those who, I mean, I'm biased for dads, but just knowing that like we need to be in our kids' lives and, and the research, I mean, there's tons of research out there about when dads aren't in their son and daughter's lives, just the mess that that, and the havoc that takes place because of that. I mean, yeah. if you're a believer, non-believer alike, like the research is clear on this. And so the need for both mom and dad are both equal. They just bring different things to the table and both are needed. God knew what he was doing when he designed uh, men and women to come together and, you know, uh, have kids and all of this stuff. I mean, God knows what he's doing in this process. And so, um, so I appreciate your wisdom and your thoughts and just insight into your, into the Hames family a little bit as well. Absolutely. um, Well, thank you for having me on the podcast. I've enjoyed listening to it. Yes. Well, I I appreciate that, Matt. So uh, thanks for joining us today on the house on fire podcast. Please share this so others can be blessed by the conversation we had today. And we'll see y'all next time.